older than pre-used and you want to go, that's fine too. Uh, just know that you know you're just going to be the anchor for the rope, probably. So, no, <laughs> you can also go. So that's uh, that's available to you next Saturday. If uh, of course the Oaks are going to be doing their thing too. So okay, um, this sermon today comes out of a, a little bit of a discussion Rosalie and I had recently. Uh, she uh, anybody ever had daughters? Um, you know, it's an amazing thing as they start to grow up and uh, start to go through that time in their life where they start to uh, start to be a girl from a woman to a you know teenager kind of thing. And uh, she was doing this whole trying to get accepted by Matthias because Matthias is her big brother and she wants big brother to love her and and uh, he won't let her hug her hug him so. Uh, you know, because he don't like to be touched. So she does everything she can to get Matthias's attention. So she was arguing with him about whether or not she had an accent. I don't know. How long did y'all argue? 30, 40 minutes? I think it was more like 10. 10? No, it was longer than that. You probably only heard her 10 and then shut her down and shut her off. But she was still outside your door hollering, I do not have an accent. So I was like, okay, what's going on? Why does my daughter concerned about not having an accent? And I realized it was really about more about getting Matthias's attention, but I thought this is a good moment for a dad to do a teaching. So I brought her in. I said, now, honey, you do have an accent. It's a southern accent. And she goes, no, I don't hear one. I'm like, that's right. You don't hear one because you have one. And when because you have one, you sound like it to you and you're okay. But that's part of it. You need to understand you will have an accent. And having an accent is okay because having an accent actually tells us whose family you belong to because I said you talk like me and you talk like mommy and so in that we know who you are because when we hear your voice we know your accent the way you speak we know who you are and that means you belong to our family that's air conditioner I was like what is that roar in my ears so you have this accent you're okay with accents and I said matter of fact there's a story in the bible about people with accents and how it works for or against you in life. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's a really cool story. Let me tell you this story. So I'm going to read you this story. So let's go to Judges chapter 12. Now this is Jephthah, who was a judge. And he delivered the children of Israel in a time when they were being persecuted. And in this time of deliverance, a time of bringing the people free, he offended some of his family. Now it was like second, third cousins kind of family. It was another tribe of Israel. And it says, uh, and they were toward Zamites. So in verse 1 it says, Then the men of Ephraim gathered together, crossed over toward Zaphram, and said to Jephthah, Why did you cross over to fight against the people of Ammon and did not call us to go with you? We we will burn your house down on you with fire. And Jephthah said to them, My people and I were in a great struggle with the people of Ammon, and when I called you, you did not deliver me out of their hands. So when I saw that you would not deliver me, I took my life into my hands and crossed over against the people of Ammon, and the Lord delivered them into my hand. Why then have you come up to me this day to fight against me? Now Jephthah gathered together all the men of Gilead and fought against Ephraim. And the men of Gilead defeated Ephraim because they said, You Gileads are f- 
fugitives of Ephraim amongst the Ephraimites and among the Massonites. And the Gilead seized the fords of the Jordan before the Ephraimites arrived. And when any Ephraimite who escaped said, Let me cross over, the men of Gilead would say to them, Are you an Ephraimite? If he said no, then they would say to him, Then say, Shabbath. And he would say, Sabbath. For he would not be able to pronounce it right. Then they would take him and kill him at the fords of the Jordan. And then fell at that time 42,000 Ephraimites. Pretty good story to tell your daughter, isn't it? But it was this idea that they had an accent. Now, where does accents come from? Do you know where it comes from? I think it's really funny to me. Shane and Anna adopted Tia. She doesn't have a Vietnamese accent. Yeah, it's what you grow up with, right? Now, if they had adopted her at two or three years old, four years old maybe, after she started speaking she would probably have some slight accent. Some slight... Because have you ever talked to like somebody, like a Japanese person? They can't say R's. So if I say car, they would say car. They make it an L because they can't say an R. It's kind of like going to Boston, talking to one of those people, right? They can't say an R. You know, we got cars up here in Boston or whatever, right? And so they don't have... So when you're young, you start to form your ability to speak. You hear and you start to imitate your parents. Now, for Mother's Day, this is where I'm coming from with it. The first voice the child starts to hear is the mother's voice. But it's muffled. Right, Michelle? Because it's down inside. And so as the mother speaks, the child hears. And it starts to understand. And so the mother has the ability to soothe the child at the beginning. When the child is kind of fussy or whatever, then the child will hear the mom's voice and it will start to do. And eventually the dad will take over and get to be called daddy first. And that's one of the great things about being a dad. You get to hear your name first, you know, even though the mom's the first voice they hear, right? But it's that whole idea of the mama's voice. And so when the child first starts speaking, actually when like Rosalie and them start speaking, they would speak a lot like, said, so Becca. They would actually even use the same words Rebecca would use. My kids said soda for a long time. I finally got them to say Coke. As a matter of fact, after Rosalie and I got done doing our little discussion the other day, I said, go ask Mama if she wants a Coke or a soda. So she goes, yeah. She went in there, you want a Coke or a soda, Mom? But my kids now say, I say, you want something to drink? Yeah, a Coke. What kind? Uh, give me one of those Hansons or whatever it is, right? So now they're speaking like Daddy because they're also around Daddy. And so we learn from our parents how to speak, the words to use, the way we say our words, the way we use our words. Now, in the scripture, who is our father? Who's our, who's our father? Who's the good father, the ultimate father? God. But when you're first born, just like a baby... Who's the voice you normally hear? Is it God's voice you normally hear? Or is it your earthly parents and the earthly people you're around? And it's the same thing as a Christian, is when we're first coming to the faith, we don't speak like our Heavenly Father. We speak like our family, 
like the people were around. How many of you spoke well when you first became Christian or when you first started coming into the faith? How many people had to clean up a lot of your language? Right? Because we didn't have the right words. Maybe even we, we, not even, let's say, the right words. Maybe we didn't have the right faith. Maybe we didn't say the right things. We, we doubted ourselves. We put ourselves down. We, we used derogatory words toward ourselves. even. Where did that come from? It came from Satan, but where did that come from? From people we were around, people we were at. And so when I'm thinking about Mother's Day and her accent with Rosalie, our mothers are the ones that kind of shape us. Now, that doesn't mean that everything we did bad is our mother's fault. Most of the time it was our dad's fault. Mothers <laughs> <laughs> have such a... So I'm not trying to say it's, it's the mother's fault, but the mothers have such a huge impact on any child. And I, I can actually say... A lot of people I work with, because, you know, I'm working with jail and Teen Challenge and with the church, and I can almost tell how well the mother worked with their kids based upon what I hear them say to me. I mean, I'm in jail, and I'm around some of these guys that are on drugs, drug dealers, thieves, whatever, and I hear them speak, and they speak words. They said, my mama always told me this, and they'll quote back Scripture to me. Some scriptures, I'm like, wow, I can't believe you even know that. The other day we were doing one, and, and I said, is your thoughts bringing you down in the sin? And this guy says, my mom always told me, Jesus said, whatever you think in your mind is just like doing it or what." And he quoted the scripture about, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, that mama put a lot into that boy. What came out of his mouth was from his mama. And it's amazing how many times in prayer we say, okay, who's got something to pray for? Almost half the guys first thing they say I need prayer for my mama then the next question is I need prayer for my baby's mama because they realize something is it's the mama is the key to the first words first things the first attitudes that the children have and so it gives them that accent now the problem is is when you get into it for a while you can change your accent so my kids say Coke now instead of soda. People that came from California. When you come here, you speak Californian. You don't realize you have an accent. But you hear us speak and you think, boy, they speak awful slow. <laughs> but I guarantee you, if you'll stay here a year or two and you go back to California, they're going to say, wow, they're picking up a little bit of that accent. Uh friends of mine that have moved to north and come back they have a northern slight accent now up north they still have southern but then they have some they get all mixed up right and so the people that you around you'll start picking up their accent so if you stay in the christian world long enough you pick up a christian accent you start picking up christianese words like have you got saved well let's see um i didn't drown last night so i must have got saved by somebody right I mean, what does that mean? To us, we know what it means. When you ask somebody, are you saved? As a Christian, we know that means what? That you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and that you're being discipled. And you're... But 
that is a Christian word that we use as an accent. And so sometimes in our witnesses, we use words that are kind of only to us. My wife writing a book, she called it Christianese. It's kind of a Christianese kind of thing. But we have these words like, are you sanctified? Oh, you need to have faith. People in the outside world, it's like somebody coming and speaking a totally different language to them because they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so we have to realize that with our accent, sometimes we've got to change how we say and what we say because if we don't, people aren't going to understand it. So witnessing to somebody say, are you saved, is almost a useless thing to say unless they've grown up around the church, unless their mama has spoke a lot of words to them. And I'm finding more and more lately, less and less people have any clue what that means. Uh, Robert was doing teaching at Be the Bush, and he was going to do a story. And he's like, oh, y'all know this story. And they were like, no, tell us the story. And he's like, you don't know this story? No, because they had never been taught that story. And so it's changed a lot in our culture in that people aren't hearing those words as much because we're not speaking them as much. They're not around us as much. So we have to change the way we talk. We have to use words that are less Christianese. And I find that, especially in church, when I'm preaching, I use a lot of Christianese because I expect people to know it. But I've realized now we have to change the way we talk. We have to change our accent. We have to change the way we speak to do it. Now, my mom gave me a lot of stuff, good stuff and bad stuff. I know I'm hearing something up here. Do y'all not hear that? It's staticky, Rick. Yeah, it's killing me. Uh, It's not the subwoofer. Sounds like a waterfall. Yeah. See, this is one thing my mom did not give me. The ability to keep on speaking and still have another thing going in the back of my mind. I never had that. My dad, I'm like my dad on that. But there's a lot of things my mom gave me that give me certain abilities. And one of those abilities is to try to understand where you're coming from. I mean, she's the greatest person I've ever seen to be able to get in other people's lives. As dad would say, you can go somewhere with her, and she will talk to everybody. And when you're done, you have no clue. That you, my mom has never said a word to them about herself. She has only heard words about them. And one of her things about accents is, is she doesn't have much of an accent when it comes to other people in relationships. There's not a lot of accent to it. And so for me, when I witness and those kind of things, that's one of the things she gives me, the ability to go listen because that's one of the accents she gave me. Now, my dad's not that way. My dad's got to talk. It's amazing. At home, he never hardly ever talks. But get him in a group like this, he talks constantly. Tells stories. Same story all the time. But, you know, same <laughs> stories, whatever, you know. Yeah, you just use it over and over again. You find one that works, don't get away from it. You know, it's one of those kind of things. You know? But my mom gave me that kind of accent of of listening and asking questions, getting into other people's lives. My mom gave me the the bad side of the accent, too, is she gave me rejection. Not that she rejected me, but she would speak words that caused me to feel rejected. I'm not saying that right. 
she never rejected me, but let's say there was a situation at school where somebody was saying something to me or doing something to me. She goes, well, you know, that person just probably don't like you. You understand what I'm saying? And so I, I got, so I had an accent of reject, but that's an accent we had. And the same thing as a Christian, we have an accent, and sometimes when we speak to people, we don't realize their accent. Not, quote, California accent, northern accent, but an accent of they can't pronounce, they can't even understand where we're coming from, and we don't understand where they're coming from because we're not asking the questions. So in this story of Jephthah, the men at the ford of the uh, river of Jordan, they would say, are you an Ephraimite? And the person would say, yes. At that point, did they hear the accent? Did they hear the accent at that point? Is, is it like a northern and a southern accent? No. When did they hear the accent? When they asked them one specific word. And that specific word was the word that those people, the Ephraimites, could not pronounce because of the H. It wasn't in the vocabulary. And so when we as Christians are speaking with people that we don't know if they're a believer or not, you need to ask certain questions to know whether or not they are in the same place you're in. Does that make sense? So one of those questions is not, are you saved? Because that just goes right over their head. It's just, it just it doesn't make sense to them. Okay? So, but what you do ask is, do you know Jesus? And most people nowadays will actually say, mm, I don't really know what you're talking about. So that gives you what? Your first place to know where their accent is. Now, if they're from the south in the Bible Belt, they will have heard of Jesus. So you say, do you know Jesus? They would say, yes. Then the next question is not whether or not you're saved. Guess what the next question is? Do you believe he's, he loves you and has forgiven your sins in that nature? That's what, what it means when we say, are you saved? But we have to get to that place. Do you believe he loves you and that he died for your sins? A lot of people then will say, I don't know what you're talking about, or they can't pronounce that stuff. Because some people say, well, I know he loves me. Or they'll say, I know he died for my sin, but they can't put those two things together. If they can put those two together and say yes, then they're what? saved. They are brothers in Christ. They are what we need to be. But you can't just ask are you saved because a lot of people say, are you saved? They'll say yes. It's not a word that they can understand or mispronounce like this. Now, the crazy thing about this word in the story, of it means the stem of a stalk of grain. Not, not like, like the grain, like if I had a wheat here. It's the part that's underneath the grain. You know what I'm talking about? Where the, the seed actually attaches to it. And I was doing a lot of research on it. And you know there's all kinds of Shibatha diets? They're called secret diets. It's a secret word now. They, they have secretive. It's kind of like its own secret society that comes out of this story. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of sad that the thing that bears fruit is considered a secret. Because now I believe in the world, lots of times Christians are just going around being secret. We're not proclaiming Jesus. We're holding it back. So 
we did, what, two weeks ago? I talked to everybody about let's go out and witness and talk about Jesus. And we had that testimonies last week where people come up and said, yeah, I talked about Jesus and did those kind of things. How many people did really good this week and talked to people about Jesus this week? Just had a good time. Good. Good. Fantastic. Because why? We don't want to make it secret. It's not about a secret. Christianity is not a secret society. Have you figured that out? It only grows as we, we bring more people in. And so as we bring them in, then they change their accent, and then they can start using the same words we use, and then we can continue to disciple them and change their words. And so in this kingdom of God kind of thing, what I want to kind of wind it up with today, I know it's kind of all over the place, but the way I want to wind it up is, what is your accent? Are you still got the accent that your mother gave you? I still do have some things that my mother gave me. Some good, some bad. Do you have the accent of the world? Do you have accent of things that are from, that you have brought out of the world with you? I still have some things that I brought out of the world in with me. I still have some things that I still speak about myself or say things that aren't what God would say about me. Do you have some places that you speak Christianese because you've changed your accent and you don't realize it's a foreign language to somebody else? And that's really where I want to get it to today is which one of those places? And you may fall in all those places, but we need to constantly think, what is my accent? Because I asked the girls today when we were cooking the thing, I said, give me some oil. And Tia said, some what? I said, some oil. I need some oil. Rosalie's like, Carl? I'm like, no, some cooking oil. Now, most of you that aren't from around here, you're like, that's a funny way to say oil. Right? But to all of us from down south, oil is oil. Because that's our accent. But we have those kind of words. And so we can laugh about it. But a part of it, too, is as we have those kind of accents, it also lets us know what family we belong to. Shane and I call each other something that we started because back in the day, he hated, he hated to be called this, so I called it him a lot. I called him Blood. I said, hey, Blood. He's like, don't call me Blood. I'm like, hey, we're the same Blood. Don't call me Blood. I'm going to call you Blood. Now, whenever we see each other, it's, hey, Blood. The other day we were at Motlow. I was teaching a class. He goes, hey, blood. I knew exactly who it was from the accent and what the words were said, right? Because I knew because we were part of the same family. We call our sister sis. The reason we call her sis is because she hated being called sis. You know? And so we get nicknamed these names sometimes. We get these kind of pet names and these kind of things sometimes that we hate, but then they become to endear us. And our accent sometimes endears us to each other because you're like, that's just what it is. But when we go outside, we've got to remember not to use that secret language, that whatever, unless we really want to connect. So if I see you in Walmart and I give you a big old hug, 
So, Brian, I see you in Walmart. Come up, give you a big hug. Brian's like, no, I don't think so. Laura would be the same way, I think, right? Yeah. Because it's just one of those things, you know. Hey, you know, you know. But when you come to church, you can give each other a hug because it's not a bad place to have an accent, a family kind of thing. And so sometimes in the world, you know, we have to act a little different. But when we get together, we can all be relaxed and have our accent, have our Christianese word, have those things in our life. And so when we go camping next weekend, uh, weekend after next for the uh, Memorial Day, we can all hang out and be together, but we also got to remember we're going to be a light to the world, so we may have to speak different or act different. So, you know, I'm not going to cuss if I get on the sailboats, I promise. I'm just not going to do it. You know, I think sailing would make a pastor's cuss is what I've heard. So I don't know. That's, gonna, that's what I was wondering, you know. So we have to use different words. We have to use, is it being a hypocrite to change our accent for the people we're around? Is it being a hypocrite? No, it's just because we want to speak their language. We want to do those things. Now, I'm done. So I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to sneak back and get some bacon while y'all doing this. So I'm going to do the three different altar calls three different things to pray for. If you're here and you're like, you know, I have an accent. I have things in my life. I have ways that I speak, ways that I think that are still based upon my family and those things around me that I used to have. And I know they're not exactly right. And I need to I need to overcome those things. I need to change the way I talk on this. The way I talk to myself, the way I talk to others. If that's you and you're like, you know what, I just, I just need prayer that I, I change the way I think, the way I talk, because I've still got some worldly things in my life. If that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up. Father, you see our hands. Father, you see that we still have some accent from our old life from the old man that we were. Father, I ask you right now to show us how to speak like you speak. Change the way we talk. Change the way we think. Change the way we self-describe ourselves. Change the way we produce fruit. Make it more like you. Father, you are the good God. and We want to be more and more like you every day change us Lord Holy Spirit guide us into the truth that will change our lives if you're here and you're like you know I've changed a lot of the ways I speak changed the way I talk the way I think about things but when I'm around other people that are not Christians, I have a trouble speaking in a way that they can understand it. I, I use words that maybe don't witness to them the power that I need to witness. Or maybe I just don't even know what to say. Maybe I just hold my faith secret. And 
you're here today and you're like, you know what, I need to start speaking in a language they can understand. I need to speak words that can actually make impact upon their life. If that's you, I want you to slip your hand up and say, that's me. I need to learn how to use my words correctly. Father, you see our hands. You see our hands, Father. Father, we, we want to speak in a way that others can hear what the Word says. We want to speak words that make sense. We don't want to speak words that are just our pets speaking. We want to speak words that have impact and power. We want to know the right questions to ask. We want to know how to ask people if they're right with you. Father, show us how to ask the questions that are correctly phrased to get to the root of whatever it needs to be rooted up. That we can listen. Father, I just ask you for each and every person here that you would do that. last one if you're here and you're like I cannot say that I know Jesus loves me and that Jesus forgives me of all the wrong things I've done all the sins that I've committed and I want to be able to say yes to that question I want to change the way I speak if that's you and you're saying I need to do that won't you slip your hand up Father you see these hands Father, we want to say that we know that you love us, that you sent your son to die for us. Jesus, you died and loved us so much that you took all of the things that we did wrong and you put them on that cross where you died. And right now we stand on that place of being saved in the salvation and the resurrection life of Jesus Christ we start to change our accent we start to change ourselves to be more like you and Father I just ask you for each and every person to raise their hand that you would confirm in their heart that they have made that commitment they have changed their family and you have made them one of yours in the family of God and we thank you for that in Jesus name So we're going to sing one last song, but Denise, you got a gift stuff right for the mothers, okay? And so we're going to sing one last song while she goes to get that prepped or whatever, get those things prepped out. And then uh, can you go ahead and get the children's church teachers back in here too, Denise? Tell them we're, we need them back in here. And then we're going to give the gifts. So follow along in this last song as we get all this stuff put together for all the mothers' gifts that we're getting ready to give. So... Mm-hmm.